the wheel of fate is turning. Rebel, one, action! Wellies Nerdy News on East Leeds FM. You win perfect. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to Wellies Nerdy News for the month of December 2022. It's the end of the year, isn't it, Michael? It is indeed. Yeah. It's came on fast. It's came on fast. Yes, definitely has um, been a fast year of games. Not the best year of games, which we'll get into later in the show. Mm, mm. Um, a bit of a bit of a dry year. Maybe it's a sort of a post-COVID thing happening. But we'll talk all about that um, later in the show. But yeah, welcome back to the show where we're going to be talking about all the games we've been playing, all the news that's been happening. Not tons of news stuff. Again, getting to the back end of the year, so the news slows down just a little bit. You sort of get to the financial year next year when stuff starts speeding up. And then talking about, obviously, our holiday recommendations because it's holiday time and people are looking to you know, buying games, games consoles, maybe get a few bargains in there as well. Um, mm. And then we'll be talking all about the game wars that are happening um, next Thursday, uh, Thursday the eighth of December. Technically Friday morning, you know what I mean? Just just after midnight on Thursday for for everyone in the UK, and we'll probably be watching that and stuff live. Um, but we'll talk about it later, right? But let's get into it before then. So we'll be talking about the games we've been playing, and one of the games I've been playing is it's, it's relatively old. It's um. It's a um, it's a game called Skate Three. Um, if anyone's ever heard of that <laughs> one before, um, I'll, I'll explain why we're playing Skate Three in a moment. But let's have a bit of a um, bit of the Beastie Boys. So we have Major League comes again because that's part of the soundtrack. <laughs> nice, nice. And welcome back again. That was a bit of the Beastie Boys with um, Lee Majors comes again. Um, if you listen to the podcast version of this show you'll have not heard the music and um, feel free to listen to the edited down radio version on travel fm's website travelfm.co.uk but yeah welcome back and um, we're in the first section which we usually talk about the games we've been playing that was as mentioned uh, earlier a uh, reference to the game one of the games i've been playing skate three because i got an xbox series um s i was gonna say x i'm like no i didn't no i didn't spend all that money <laughs> um yeah so i've been playing a little bit of skate three um, been streaming it a little bit and a few people have been watching which has been a bit interesting um, yeah it actually doesn't look too bad that game there's, there's, um, with the Xbox series consoles I think the Xbox one as well there's a bit of scaling going on with the graphics so it runs closer to 4K with higher frame rates they've done a nice job on the emulation on that sort of stuff I do give Microsoft props for that for sure what about yourself Michael what's the major thing you've been playing I've seen one on here that's the, the big game do you want to talk about the big game well, I'll certainly talk about the big game first. Um, so, recently I actually got a PS5 after, mm-hmm. what, two years? Maybe more than yeah, that? Of it two being, years, two uh, November-ish, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of it being in production, yep. So, I've got a PS5 at last. Um, and the PS5 I went for, because it was a good way of buying it, I suppose. Mm. Um, thanks to a friend, is getting, I got it as a bundle. And yeah. I got it with a bundle uh, with the game God of War Ragnarok. Which has just launched, um, I think about a week or two ago. I, I think it's, it feels like that, but I might be wrong. Definitely the month of November it launched. Yeah, it was in mid November, back in November 20th mm. or somewhere. So, yeah, it's been a couple mm. of weeks it's coming out. Uh, how, how are you finding has. it anyway? Not only the um, PS5, but um, God of War. Because I've, as, if I remember correctly, um, you lent me the original God of War because I was like a bit mm. miffed, mixed on it. I was like, I don't know. It's, it's all right, I guess, but. Um, so that's why I've not picked up the sequel yet. What about yourself? Mm. What do you think? 
Hmm. So, what do I think of God of War Ragnarok? They do, so they do a bit more in terms of, so they, so it's 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 like they've added on some features in terms of the combat. So it's it's the same sort of feel, but so some of the abilities that were special abilities that are sort of merged into button presses. So, for example, you know you'd have to hold down a certain button to do the the sort of rake ability. As I as I like to call it, wait off like you just sort of shove your axe in the ground, then ice comes up on the bottom and pushes enemies back as well as doing damage. Um, they've sort of just merged that into button prompts, which is quite nice. So you got lots of uh, you got even more moves for your skill set to use in combat. Um, in terms of fidelity and how it looks, it's still impressive to see it running um, very well on PlayStation 4 at 30 FPS at 1080p with the sort of textures that you'd expect. But even better so on the PlayStation 5, you've got, you know... So you've tried the um, PS4 version as well. Oh. Well, I haven't tried the PS4 well, version, but I've definitely, looked, I've definitely looked at the comparisons and... To say that the fidelity is that high at 1080p anyway, and the PS4 can still run it at a stable 30 for most for for the entire game, that's that's you know that's, that's not something to 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 stick uh, you know st- yeah. stuck my nose up at. Was that from the like foundry that. that is digital that you saw that? Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes, it would be yeah, digital yeah. foundry. Yes, but I go for my technical <laughs> comparisons. Um, and yes, the the PlayStation Five uh, runs it nicely. You can either choose for native 4K at 30 FPS locks, mm. or you can choose for a performance mode like I always mm. do. Let's be honest. Of uh, I think it's 1440p upscaled to 4K, which to be honest with you, I I feel a bit dirty by saying this, but I cannot tell the difference yeah, between the two. A lot of people say it, that it's pretty pretty damn good. Um, and mm. there's, there's a few different modes. There's that in there, and I think there's a 120 hertz mode as well, which is nuts. And then there's an unlocked, what is it, like 40 frames, so if you've got a variable refresh rate telly, which I've got, which is great, but uh, I've heard there's some stuff with that as well. They've really not been giving okay. you all the options, I think. But most I people see. do what I mean, do their 45p60, I imagine. Yeah, it might be. I wonder if that's locked off to me, because to be honest with you, my TV is four, is a 4K TV, but yeah. it, it, it's just 4K60. It won't do variable refresh rate, so maybe mm. the options aren't available unless you actually have... A TV or more, so that can actually drive that, can actually make use of yeah. those technologies. So, anyway, the game looks good. You can, I can tell it's the same engine as last time, but it's it's still very pretty. But the, the artists have done lots of work in the different environments, making them stand out from one each other. Um, many times, you will stop and take a look around, and go and just appreciate the sheer effort that's gone into it, creating the, the sort of landscapes around you, creating the different levels around you, and all these different creatures and enemies and friendlies and all the all the work the artists have gone into doing is, is very is really quite impressive. Um the story's still good. The dialogue is excellent between um all the characters. Uh Atreus is no longer a boy, he's now a teenager and he's an annoying one at that, but he, oh, no. I think that's quite inaccurate <laughs> that's quite an accurate teenager, I think. You know, not not doing his not doing as your dad told you to do, doing his own little thing, Does being a bit to listen to music really loudly in his room. <laughs> if only yeah he hasn't quite got to that he hasn't quite got to that level yet but he's certainly um uh, he's moody, certainly yeah. very moody he gets into lots of arguments with his dad he's trying to obviously look out like look out for him and yeah protect him from the worst and actually to be honest prepare him ultimately if you know the outcome of the last game you'll you'll know what i'm talking about mm. um so so yeah that's still all very good all very well good the characters are still good there's still some nice new ones that they introduce you to um, there's some really nice themes in there about sort of, I guess, loss and sort of dealing with, uh, dealing with it really from a lot of different characters, a lot of different perspectives and, um, thoughts on it being brought to the table. So that's really nice. That's really nice to see. Um, 
so there is there's one there's a couple of things like I think two things I can list off which are putting it down a little bit but that's not much because to be honest with you if you like god of war you'll definitely like this because it, it's it's more of the same but in it, it's, it's it's sort of enhanced and it, it falls on just naturally with yeah. effortlessly from the first one in terms of story so the two things that annoy me um the biggest one is unfortunately the game doesn't trust you to solve puzzles without a prompt um I get very frustrated when I I walk into what it's like. Okay, this is a navigational challenge. I wonder what the solution is. So I, after ten seconds of trying to resolve this puzzle, I immediately get another character saying, "Oh, why don't you try this?" And I just think to myself, like, "What sort of puzzle is this? Yeah, You're not meant to tell me the out. solution. You're not meant to tell me the solution. Yeah, I mean, let me work it out first. If I get stuck, maybe you know a button prompt would be nice to say, "Yeah, I'm stuck. I don't know what I'm meant to do." And then they throw you the hint. And then that would work, but for some reason it goes ahead and tells you, and I can't seem to find something in the options just to turn yeah, that um, off. Th- there isn't, there is no thing on the options, which is a real shame. It's mm. very much. I think they've done it obviously for accessibility, so obviously people can um, have all these mm. options, and it if they don't, if they struggle with puzzles, it's easy. For them. But there yeah. is no way to turn that off, unfortunately, which is, yeah. is a proper shame from what I've been told and what I've seen. There's, there is no mm. way at all. Probably because they think that dialogue is somehow important, and they don't want to. Um, want to do I mean, obfuscate it, but maybe maybe it gets addressed in a further patch or something. But yeah, I've I've heard a lot about this um, this sort of, sort of very hand a lot of hand holding happening, mm. um, which obviously some people do want, but I imagine most people for the core experience don't care about that. Yeah, well, it's just, it's a shame because like having that as an accessibility option is totally fine. Like yeah. there already are accessibility it needs to be options, an option, like doesn't it? Yeah, it needs to be an option, and you know, sorry. For example, if they, if every single character that was an enemy character was was highlighted in a, in a red hieroglyphic, and every single character was a good character that was highlighted in green, like you can do in accessibility options, and I couldn't turn it off, that would be equally as annoying, if not more so. Um, but you know, at least I can, at least you know, I can toggle that on and off if I want it. If I need, if I want, if I'm a gamer who wants that from the game, I can toggle it off. But with this, I, I I'm stuck with it, and it's quite irritating because you you are so, solving puzzles as part of the game. Um, to progress the story and to, to move through the different elements. So that is probably my biggest grievance with the game. Yeah. Um, the other smaller one, and it is definitely more of a stylistic small thing, uh, the actors are very American. The voices are very American, <laughs> like 21st century stuff. Like It's very, it's very immersion-breaking to see like Odin walk through a door and then... Who's the American actor they've got? One second, I'll do a quick googling while you talk about it. Yeah, sure. So he walks through this door and then says, "Right, then let's make alliance against my ex." Against your ex? We're not in. And it's, it sounds like he's from upstate New York. I'm like, what are you doing here? You don't sound like you're from, you know, the Viking era, anything like that. I mean, I know it's not meant to be true to life, but you know, at least people like Mimir and Kratos, especially fit into the voices so much better in terms of what you'd expect um, from, from I don't know, from Norse mythology. As an, an, a really American accent doesn't work. Um, and the same goes for Thor, the same goes for Atreus. They've all, they've all got this sort of American accent, which just is a bit jarring. Yeah. It's not it's not a terrible choice. Obviously, the actors themselves are perfectly capable and they're perfectly fine. They're actually, they're actually very good at doing their jobs. But it's just the choice of accent is strange. And it, it just it's just a bit strange. But that being all said, I, I don't want everyone to think I don't like the game. I do. It's it's definitely I remember giving God of War like an eight out of ten. It's 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 great. And this game continues that well. 
bear in mind that I am only about 15 or 16 hours in and there's much more to cover. So, you know, my mind might be changed as I go on. I might even like it more than the original um, than the original reboot or, or there might be something else that maybe sort of turns me off a little bit towards this towards the towards this um sequel but i hope that's kind of a good overview of my thoughts on the on ragnarok so far it's a very good game very good game if you like god of war by all means pick it up i highly recommend it and it's got universal claim critics and uh gamers alike so it's an easy an easy recommendation yeah i've just seen it. it's a guy called richard schiff Who's um yeah he's a big American actor he's in West Wing and all sorts of I think that's the problem because right. these games are so big now they're attracting big American actors you know I mean not necessarily voice actors and I imagine yeah. they're you know I mean, they're just pulling from what they know and you know I mean they're keeping sort of the American accent and stuff possibly so and it's and it's um and it's definitely to its detriment I mean I think um bless I can't remember the name of the voice actor now um the one who plays Kratos after Google a bit later uh, the not I think Star it's Christopher Judge, yeah, isn't it? Um, yes, Christopher Judge, not from Star Trek, from Deep, not Deep Space Nine. Oh my God, from that other sci-fi show, Stargate. There we go. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, that's why. Brilliant. I know, why he, I know he, from. He, he, again, he nails it as Kratos. He yeah. he does such a good job uh, as the character. You know, bring, really brings out the, the emotional scenes as well as just not you know just being constantly irritated by the thing that just inconveniences him and being moody he, he's the same old Kratos that you know and love from the the um the first reboot and he's very believable as a character he's, he's done a very good job very good job with that oh, with that character fabulous great stuff there yeah eventually i will i will i will check it out but it's not on, it's not on my list right now i'm probably not for this year even uh, maybe mm. next year um but what I have been playing this, this year, um, this last month, is more games with um, the number three in them. So I've been playing a bit of Halo 3 Online, again with this Xbox nice. Series S I've got. Um, people mm. know me, massive Halo 3 fan, massive Halo 3 Online fan as well. Mm. Um, many, God, decade plus ago, I, I would often play Halo 3 every single night. And I got quite quite efficient at it. So I've I've gonna be going back to that as part of the Master Chief collection, um, because I bought a, bought a digital copy of that, um, because I didn't have Game Pass at the time, but I, I still wanted the Halo collection. Um, so yeah, I went through the campaign. Um, it's it's better than I remembered, that's for sure. Um, it feels like it feels like when I, I was playing it back and it came out, I must have just skipped all the cutscenes and all the narrative stuff, because it was way more engaging than I thought it would be. Um, and then playing online as well, absolutely amazing. And I did I did get my butt whooped a few times at the start. But then I got back into the floor. I was like, "Ah, this is this is how grenades are. This is where the power weapons are. This is how I make a power play for them weapons and how I use them and all that stuff." It all just started flooding back to me. It was it's like putting on a comfortable pair of shoes again. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> um, I see. And also speaking of threes, because I never finished Gears of War three. I've been playing Gears of War three campaign as well, so I'm making my way through that very slowly. You know, I've, I've played little bits of it and I played quite a bit online with a friend, but I never. Never got around to the campaign myself because by the time it came out, I was, I don't know, the Xbox 360 was in a corner somewhere and I was playing on PS3 or PSP and all this stuff then. Um, so, yeah, there was that. And then the other three is a newer game, is Bayonetta 3. So, Ooh. I've been playing Bayonetta 3, which is um, absolutely fabulous in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Not just Bayonetta herself, obviously, how <laughs> she moves and dances and all that rubbish. Um, but, yeah, it's been absolutely fabulous. Um, very, very quite fluid combat. Um, feels great to play. You, you, um, the sort of the big gimmick now is instead of having like sort of demon arms you summon or 
um, like you would do with the sort of like left trigger, it would be. Now you can actually summon full on demons and you can take control of them as well, as well as doing your mm. individual fighting. And all the weapons are quite unique as well. They all have different transformations. So you have a, you have a couple of, as an example, you have a couple of yo yo's. And you, so you can do them, throw them out and do combos with them, and you can hold them out in a long time. So as long as you're doing the sort of yo yo that holds out in the air, and then you pull it back to you. But then if you, um, if you do enough combinations, you can then turn into a spider <laughs> with these yo yo's. Um, <laughs> which is absolutely absolutely bizarre, but it works really well. Um, and one of the more mm. bizarre ones is a massive. It looks like a massive great sword, but it's a chainsaw. And oh, right, nice. you can use it as a great sword, chainsaw, and then your alternate attack lets you ride it like a motorcycle. This chainsaw, okay. um, and then even better than that. Well, not better than that, but even more bizarre is you can transform into a train, which is. Nice. Yeah, really, really out there nice. stuff. Um, again, it's it's you know it's it's pure platinum games stuff. You know, it's what it's this is what platinum do. They do this very bizarre, wacky, wild stuff, and and I'm totally yeah. there for it. I'm totally there for it. Um, the only thing at the moment is the big problem is it's running on the Switch, and the Switch can't keep up with this game. It just can't do it. It says sixty frames per second, but you know it's hitting it's hitting forty all the time, pretty much. Right. You know, right. It's really just chugging, and it's it's less about you know what I mean. Obviously, you know I mean, if it was a stable forty, if I'd, I'd maybe probably accept that more. But the fact it's jumping from sixty to fifty to forty, and it's you know it's it's really really affecting the momentum of the game a bit. And then even you know, even in handheld mode on a tiny screen, it just doesn't look great visually. Um, you know I mean, there's a lot of texture compression, a lot of really weird artifacty stuff happening, and it just it's. I, I'm almost at the point now. Where I'm like, do I just get a Switch emulator? Because I, I've already bought the game, and you know what I mean. I own the game. I own the hardware. Do I just run mm. this on the emulator, probably, just to see if I get it running half decent. Um, yeah. Because it's not the only game on the Switch that's been out recently that's not running great. But we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, right. Yeah, um the the other big game which sold a lot of copies but people kept buying it but it runs terribly and it's all buggy but again we'll talk about it later. Um so yeah, I've been playing um a lot of Bayonetta three. I'm about I'd say seventy eight percent way through campaign. I'm at a mm. point now where I'm just about to wrap it up and I might I might wrap it up tonight actually and just get it mm. over with. Yeah. What about yeah. yourself? Any other big games, small games that you've been playing, Paul? Um, I'd say the other PS5 game. In fact, my first physical PS5 game. Uh, fact, oh, so you definitely got the disc version of the PS5. Definitely got the disc version. Yeah. Didn't, didn't get the digital version. Um, to those at home, I wouldn't. The only reason why I would recommend the disc version is just because you, you're not you're not restricted to only making digital purchases for your games. Mm. You can borrow from a friend. You can buy secondhand like the the, the game discs and just use those. Instead of having to rely on just from the PlayStation Store um, for your for your content, and, and, and often um, and often um, physical games, new even new, you know, are still cheaper, which is a real shame than digital games on the PSN. Mm, mm. It's an absolute shame. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think actually the, the extra money that you'd have to pay to get the disc drive version is definitely worth the yeah. worth the investment there. Um, so anyway, yes, my first physical game for PS5. Um, it's a game that I've already played uh, on PC, but this time I've actually got a friend on P- PlayStation f- uh, Network who also plays this game, and he also plays it very heavily. Um, it's a game called Hell Let Loose, mm. and what this game is is a it's a mix so either this game can be a well it's predominantly a first person shooter set in world war Two, and it's only multiplayer 
only so it's not no single player campaign it's just multiplayer battles um with two different battle modes uh, a fair few different maps and factions um but the catch being that if you are either an officer or the uh commander of one of the factions um it's there's kind of like a real time strategy element to it where Ooh. they'll call in um supplies or they'll call in like spawn points um depending on how things are going and you've kind of got to work together to to uh, to defend an objective assault an objective or shore ups and defenses and all that sort of thing so that's where the officers and the, and the commander come into play where they will tell, tell their squad you know for example, you know we need a machine gunner to cover this approach to this um, this um, sort of defensive perimeter, and then you know if you've got a good squad, hopefully one person will spawn as that machine gunner and move to that point and do as they say, in in a, in a means to try and sort of hold them off. Um, but yeah, it's um, very good, very very. They're going for a lot of realism with a lot of things, so you will go down in one hit in terms of in terms of um combat so you gotta be kind of take it slow and steady you can't go running in there like you would in call of duty or halo it is you know it takes time to respawn and you kind of you just gotta be yeah slow and steady of how you approach things um not to mention uh, headshots are always a kill you have no choice but to respawn and if you go down either you can give up and respawn like 30 seconds later or you can see if a medic nearby will come and get you and get you back into the fight and other things like that it's um it's it's very it's very good and it does a very good job of being quite terrifying but the sound effects in particular are very good as as someone who's an absolute nerd over over audio design it's uh it's very good very good game and um i guess the last thing i'll say about it is that it's hard like I, I, you die all the time it's i think it's part of the game it's part of the experience where you're just getting used to other players out outperforming you, out shooting you. You're getting hit by artillery shells or tank shells or airstrikes or, or gold, you know whatever else there might be that get brought, brought that gets brought into combat. So um, yeah, I've done one gaming session of that so far to get used to things again. Um, and yeah, still difficult, but it's it's very much an inter- it's an interesting experience, especially those who want to experience something quite authentic um, to World War Two. Nice. Yeah, um, I was just looking at the game now, and it's I actually I own a digital copy of the game. It was on PS Plus a few months ago, so I've yeah. yeah. got a digital copy of it on the PS Five. Might check that out myself, but it seems quite unique. This idea it's an RTS sometimes, but then also mainly a first person shooter. That's quite realistic and gritty. So World War yeah. Two stuff as well, isn't it? Setting. Yes, so it's, it's, it's only World War Two, um, and it's a combination of. So at the moment, it's a lot of. Uh, France, Normandy, you know, classic World War Two arrangement, but there's also some, um, I think there's some Eastern theatre combat coming into play. So Russia versus, um, you know, Nazi Germany uh, on that side. I don't think there's many maps on the console version as there is on the PC version, but, right. but I think it's slowly coming over. So I think I think the game primarily was a PC game, but it then ported to these. Uh, console platforms and i think as the P- pcs get the contact first then they go great and then they patch into the the other versions um or something like that that would make sense to me because I, I can't explain why there's a difference in content otherwise um but yeah that's how it looks fabulous um yeah I, I don't think i've got much more to report unless you have any other games oh, oh no i do have one more uh, i've been playing it this morning actually so front mission first just came out so this is a 
uh, remake only on the Switch, unfortunately, um, at the moment, hmm. um, for the classic Super Nintendo game called Front Mission. This is um, Square Enix's um, ja- um, strategy RPG. So, term, not yeah, strategy RPG. I have real time strategy. No, it's not real time strategy game. I don't like them games. I don't play them games. <laughs> Definitely not one of them. So yeah, uh, it's their strategy RPG game. Um, um, that's all about mechs. Um, so obviously, right up my alley. Nice. So this game yes. is you, this game is quite. It's got quite a lot of depth. So you you've got an army of mechs and you're fighting this sort of this. Um, this war and you've been a dis- you're a disgraced soldier and how it all works out and you you get to go to all these shops and interact with all these different people and it's it's there's quite a lot of depth in this and um, it's not just like hey you know when you you shoot person you shoot back you put defensive positions you know, you have different parts of the body you can shoot as well so you shoot someone's legs they can't move anymore you shoot the gun their gun arm and you destroy their arm they, that arm drops but then obviously they might have another arm where it's got a shield in it or it's got a punch or they've got rockets on the shoulders and stuff. Um, quite a lot of really in-depth mechanics for a game that came out was it like 94 originally I'm really surprised I'm like wow there's a lot of depth here but again I really like the um, the third game which came out on the original PlayStation which is even more depth um, with like a fake internet built into the game and stuff and that was like 2001 I think that game came out so they're eventually going to remake the second game <clears throat> and the um, third game as well but right now it's only the first game so that's I think that's going to be my sort of like bus journey game and stuff but it's very much you can just pick up pick it up and drop it but it's turn based and stuff mm. so that's what I've been playing any final things from you Michael? Um, so I suppose I've been um, I guess the last couple of games I've been playing through and this is basically on PC in my own yeah. time whenever I had some, some time spares essentially it's the I'm going to say it's a Wolfenstein reboot of this last sort of uh, decade yeah. apart from Youngblood so I've done New Order The Old Bloods on PC and I'm just on to New Colossus uh, on the PC and whilst graphically you can see a huge difference in how it um, how it looks and performs uh, I must admit, it's when I go to the second, the second game, the first couple levels are great because they're, they're very fast-paced and they sort of get you straight into the action. And after that, I go, ah, that's a lot of cutscenes. And I, that's initial. I think I did a review on this, but the initial yeah, yeah. disappointment sort of sort of starts to seep in. It's not because I know it's not a bad game. But it's definitely not a bad game. But you're like, it's not quite as good as the other two. Mm. Um, it just doesn't quite feel the same. It doesn't quite feel like. But um, anyway, I don't need to. I don't need to redo uh, my thoughts on it because they haven't changed much. But it's uh, it's it's nice to revisit. I mean, it's certainly nice to revisit New Colossus on my PC. It runs phenomenally well um, for for its time because my PC is uh, old, but not not too old to run that pretty well. Um, so yeah. I think that's that's basically my games summed up nicely for you. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, when that, we were very excited for the new clusters when it came we, out. We certainly were. There was back a little in bit of disappointment, but it's interesting you've gone back to it. And there's even still that disappointment there and stuff after all that time. Just, but I do yeah. want to go back to New Order because I remember loving that game when it came out. Um, mm. I think the only shame with them games is to a degree is it didn't get like a, a multiplayer game. I reckon I'd right enjoyed the multiplayer more than that, but. Um, mm. online multiplayer but at the same time it was quite focused in it so I'd take yeah. that over um, an additional multiplayer that has no focus in it but yeah that's all the, <clears throat> the games we've been playing mm. we're going to have a little bit of musical break now for those who are listening to the radio show version and then we'll be back with um, what the news not tons of stuff again but a little bit of stuff so this is um, this is the main God mm. of War theme from 2018 from the God of War soundtrack because uh, Michael's been playing God of War Ragnarok boy can you hit us with your boy. best boy? Go on. That was pretty much my best boy. I mean, one more time for the people at home. <clears throat> okay, hang on. 
Boy. Good. good. <laughs> we'll take that was it. My best, we'll take it. That's the best <laughs> one I've come up with. But we'll tell you what. It. Tell you what. Um, that's something I forgot to mention. All with right. Ragnarok. He hasn't said boy yet. It's been uh, it's been seventeen uh, yeah. hours. I'm like, what is this? Is he too old for that now? Is yeah. he? Ah, oh, just just Atreus. Yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of it. I won't um, say much. I, I keep seeing stuff. So, but yeah, I won't say. Um, I, will say I will say there is a good boy in in the game. A very good oh. boy. Yes. Very good boy. I don't yeah. know if you've seen that yet, but you'll see. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the, um, the news. Um, as usual, we start off with the PS Plus first gold stuff. So what um, what's our free games with your subscription you can get this month? So uh, do you want yeah. to kick us off with what we're getting on PS Plus this month, Michael? I certainly can. It's quite... So it's quite uh, quite a reasonable um, selection this month. Yeah. Um, We've got a brand sort of new game called Divine Knockout, which is launching for PS5 and PS4. Um, now, the best way I can describe this is it's it's kind of like Smash Bros, except that it's it's fully it's fully 3D. You're not looking at it from the side; you're looking at it from like a, a, a free a, um, like a free sort of camera that you can you can turn and tilt as you like as you. Basically, it's, it's very similar. It's a brawler, and you're trying to knock people way off the platform and get that get that knockout if, you, if it makes any sense. Yeah. So that's what we're you, getting. You with just that. said it was that's a brawler. Did you mean? Do you mean Smash Brothers is not a fighting game? Uh, <laughs> yes, it's I'm not a fighting use, game. It's a party I'm game. using my words very <laughs> carefully. It's not a fighting game. The, I mean, I've already kind of annoyed. Fans can suck it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I might have annoyed some of the community already by saying, "Yeah, God of War, it's fine. It's eight out of 10. It's Like, what do you mean? It's ten <laughs> you out of ten. Your words. <laughs> I, yeah. I will not hold my words. Um, I definitely will hold my words when we get to the um, Game Awards stuff as well, which is um, mm. very interesting. Mm. But yeah, sorry. Let's get back to the PS Plus games, Michael. <laughs> yes. So that's so that's to buy knockout anyway. That's my summary of it. Feel free to pop it on YouTube, or if you've got a PS5, PS4, give it a go. See what see what you think. Maybe I'm wrong. I might be. You know. Obviously, all I'm getting is from uh, some information I have. Um, we're also getting a game called, uh, well, we're getting a uh, Biomutant really uh, releasing on PS Plus. So yeah. that's about a year old now. Am I wrong? It looks like a sort of third-person action adventure it's game. It's a third-person action game. It's about you play as this creature, but it like the creature evolves according to what happens in the environment. So if you get poisoned a bunch, you'll get a bunch of poison resistance, and that'll change how you look and stuff, and then how equipment yeah. you use. I know when it originally got announced, people were like, oh, this seems quite interesting concepts, but then it kind of just came and went, and then they got a PS5 upgrade for it recently. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know how people feel about that. That's probably why like it's on PS Plus. I imagine it just it just went under the radar because it's a THQ Nordic joint, and they're releasing hmm. a lot of games at the moment, and they're all going under the radar, or being really terrible like Saints Row. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a shame. That one. Uh, shame we can talk about last uh, last month. I think it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess uh, it's it's certainly nice. You got you got some options there. For PS5, PS4 to get that version. So that's 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 also pretty cool, in my opinion. Um, but obviously, for me, the biggest one there is the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Which, mm. if I believe, if I've ever got this right, I believe isn't am I am I right in thinking that is basically the the, tr- the trilogy package for yeah, Mass it's Effect. All three Mass Effect, all the Mass Effect games people care about. <laughs> so yeah, all with three. the with the DLC, I imagine. Yeah, I all hope. the DLC minus a couple they couldn't port over for Mass Effect One. That don't matter. I think it was like a yes. wave survival yes. mode or something. So, but it's all yes. the important stuff there. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a Mass Effect trilogy that I just absolutely adore. Um, mm. 
Now, funnily enough, I haven't actually played the Legendary Edition. I've only ever played the Standard Edition on my PC because I have it available. So I, I went ahead and bought... Man, I, I I bought the first game. I got all the DLC for that. Second game, yeah. all the DLC for that. Third game, all the DLC for that. So I've already got it all. It's just, I guess, it doesn't look as nice as Legendary Edition, yeah. maybe. But and but you can play that's... this on your PS5 as well. So and it'll run yeah. um, at the they'll high frame it. rates and all that exactly. rubbish. I, the thing is, I I I completely forgot about the whole. You know, PS4 game yeah, yeah. could also be played as a. PS4 Pro using a PS5. Yeah. So when I was playing Until Dawn the other day, I went, hang on a minute, is this 60? I'm not used to this. I'm used to it chugging along. But like, ooh, no, it's yeah. actually... You can, you can run it, yeah. Nice. It's sort of, well, it's even better than PS4 Pro. If it's got something that's like unlocked frame rates, it'll run it as high as it possibly can and stuff. Mm. According mm. to the hardware, it'll scale. If it's obviously locked to a certain PS4 hardware, it'll try and emulate that. And yeah. generally, you know, there's very few games that don't not work properly. You know, there's a, quite literally a handful of games that don't work, but... Other than that, they all work fine. Mm. But yeah, um, that's your PS Plus games. Um, obviously, yes. um, the, the prior ones will last until Monday for the, the December 5th. That's for Neo 2, Lego Harry Potter Collection, and Heavenly Bodies, which I played a little bit of Heavenly Bodies, it's all right. Um, mm. But yeah, what's mm. the Xbox games with gold we have, Michael? So the Xbox game with gold is it's a bit more of a straight... It's definitely more of an indie, in my opinion. Mm. It's a bit more of an indie offering from this one. Um so firstly, you have uh, a game called Cult Canyon, mm. which is a sort of Western-themed top-down... Uh, what am I going to call it? I'm going to call it Bullet Hell Shooter. Ooh. Um, it's, it's, how, it's how I'd say. Um, I think it also might be... Might be a, might be a roguelike. Uh. I say that because I think it's very much a case of you go around, you loot, if you die you lose certain things but then you sort of repeat the experience I could be wrong yeah, we're that like, is, that is like, the... yeah I'm getting mm. we're like just doing a bit of research on it, but you said bullet hell to me and that's obviously, that's that's a word that gets me very excited <laughs> well, yes yes, I was kind of using that term in terms of um, what I saw on screen in terms of like enemies shooting at you it's like that's quite a lot of bullets to kind of not get hit by yeah. Um, hence my term, but maybe I was wrong. Um, let me think. I and mean, then the other one is a, I guess it's a side-scrolling uh, slasher sort of action game. Side-scrolling, yeah, to I'd... the action game. Um, this is mm. Bloody Fury. Mm. I've actually been looking at this game. I want to get a physical copy of it. It's got a quite unique art style. Um, it's very much in the mm. vein of sort of vanillaware games. So I think your Odin Sphere, your Dragon's Crown, that sort of thing. So very, very, yeah. very stylish 2D. But it's always it's like 35 quid physically, and it's like a two-hour game apparently. So I'm always just like, oh, oh. I don't know if I can justify that right now. Um, but I might get this because it's on gold and stuff, and I have gold currently. Um, yeah, it does, mm-hmm. does look pretty cool. Um, made by a Chinese studio as well, so it seems like a lot of sort of it's like mid mid tier games are coming out of China now that are okay. You know what I mean? Um, whether I, I would actually support them because obviously how oh, that's Monday funds the CP, CCP is a whole different story which we won't get into. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think this looks pretty cool myself. I'm I'm down for at least trying this, um, and I would like to get a physical copy as well. But um, yourself, Michael, out of all these games on the PS Plus, Xbox games with gold, what's what's driving you the most? I, c- I can imagine it's Mass Effect. It, it yeah it's <laughs> i think i'll add that to my to my library it just, just for the sake yeah. of i would like to just for when i'm when i'm feeling nostalgic and maybe i want to just sit back on the sofa instead of playing on my pc i might just go okay i might just l- launch up and see how it how it relates if i you know 
Panfields we we experience the mm. vast majority of it. I'm also curious about things like Biomutant, so it's it's quite an easy um quite an easy download for me as well, just to see what that's yeah. all about. Well, you can add them to the... your subscription for people who know at mm. home. Um, add them to your subscription because it doesn't cost you anything to add them if you have the subscription already, and then download them yeah. if you feel like. Yeah, yeah. So that's my plan. So just to just to add it to my library, and if I get curious later on, I might give it a download, give it a try. Um, and even if it has got a bit under the radar, I might just give it my fair shake and see if I like the concepts that you what we talked about earlier, mm. um, and see if that makes a makes the game worth a play or not. Brilliant, awesome. Speaking of Microsoft versus PlayStation, um, bit of big news oh, obviously yes. with the whole Activision deal that's been going down, where Microsoft wanted to buy Activision for. 69 billion dollars um there's obviously been a few issues with that especially in the eu and uk um that sort of the sort of bit of a um, sony have been trying to block it at least the purchase um, for obvious reasons because you know they won't have access to call of duty anymore and to that end um um, it's looking like microsoft might make a concession where um call of duty comes out on playstation devices for at least another 10 years um just wondering your feelings on that michael that's strange. I'm just having a having a little read through there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it, it brings in, Call of Duty brings in a lot of money. Yeah. And what's strange is, I am liking the look of uh, Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare Two of the last few years. If only they'd release it for you know a reasonable price, that'd be nice. But um. Yeah. Well, I guess it's part of this. I imagine the reasonable price, but you can probably you'll probably be on Game Pass to some degree, yeah. and then you can probably yeah. buy it full price on the PS5, which is probably what the why they're probably making this concession because hey, you know, and if there's a choice between you can they'll still make a bunch, of, they'll still make seventy dollars over there, but you can also come over here and you'll get it for kind of free. You know, I mean, there's there's a win-win there mm. for um for Microsoft, no matter what I imagine. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, but so May on PlayStation for a decade and then it's no longer there. I mean, it has been running a long time. Yeah. Uh so it'd be interesting that one. It, it is the um, biggest game on PlayStation, you know what I mean, regardless you know what I mean, of um first yeah. or third party. So I imagine yeah. um Sony still want it and Microsoft still want it, but there's still a lot of money there for sure. Um but yeah, this whole deal might it might even go not not happen at some point, this whole Activision deal, which is absolutely insane because when I first heard it I was like, Yeah, that's gonna happen, that's so much money, why wouldn't it happen? But a lot of legislation legislators are getting involved and kind of calling into a bit mm-hmm. of um sort of the monopoly stuff that's happening. So I mean like, hey, you are getting a bit you have a bit of a monopoly on first person shooters if you do have this because you know what I mean um, outside of Bungie, which is still going to come to Xbox and stuff, all their Bungie games, Destiny and stuff, every single other game, um, first-person shooter, is exclusive to Microsoft now. You know, I mean, they've got all the Doom stuff, the Wolfenstein stuff, um, all the yeah, all all the all the first-person shooters and the first-person games, um, and now Call mm. of Duty are all on there. And the only thing that's not, I guess, is Battlefield. So yeah, that's quite quite interesting. Um, uh, again, I didn't think this was what was going to happen. I thought it was going to go. It was going to go ahead. I thought it was going to take a few years' time. You know, I mean, there's acquisitions like to do. But yeah, um, interesting to see what goes on. I imagine we'll keep an eye on this. Um, and there's hmm. some other silly stuff um, with a lot of Microsoft and Sony very much putting their own foot in their own mouth, talking a load of rubbish. Where um, it was funny one where it was I saw. Um, because the, uh, I was thinking it's the um, UK Trade Commission. They published what the the statements that Microsoft and Sony made, and the silly ones mm. like Sony saying, um, 
if Microsoft has a, a monopoly on all these games, they will raise the price of games and raise the price of their consoles, which is something that Sony has done recently. <laughs> so uh, that yeah. was that got that got a good chuckle out of me. Uh, so mm. I was like, "Really? You're you're, you're telling you you're saying you compare? I'll do that, but you just just did that. Um, so very mm. very bizarre uh, stuff. Check it all out. You know what I mean? It's all all up there and. Um, some of it's redacted and stuff. It's imagine like certain numbers and figures they don't want to share publicly. Mm. Um, but yeah, go go check that all out because it's it's going to be a bizarre be, one. Imagine imagine ten years. Sorry, gone. There is some interesting accusations between the two. So like Sony, for example, saying that the okay the 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 strategy for this is they'll have all the you know rated like eighteen yeah uh, shooters and they'll be relegated to having more sort of family friendly ones kind of a bit like nintendo, nintendo. yeah got, they said oh, they tried to make us into nintendo mm. which is quite mm. an interesting um it's a bit of an interesting statement to be yeah. honest because nintendo's uh, rocking its own things rocking its own style yeah yeah, yeah they're, they're doing style. good they've so got their own space and their own market so they're, they're selling that's games fine. that are clearly broken selling 10 million copies of them what <laughs> <laughs> we'll get onto that as well um but yeah. yeah that's that's one of the interesting stories any interesting stories over the past month have taken your eye michael well, I'm not sure if it's if it's uh, too interesting. I mean, for me, I, I've been as a big Doom fan. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard much about this, but there's definitely oh, so yeah. it, it, it all comes down, unfortunately, right now to a bit of he said, she said sort of attitude mm. on the internet. So some people don't have. It seems like have more evidence than others. But yeah, go on, Michael. Sorry, you yes. explain to everyone. So, um... so I suppose it all comes out. Uh, as a few years, a couple of years ago, um, Bethesda released um, a soundtrack, I believe as part of a digital deluxe edition or as part of a collection edition for um, Doom Eternal. Yeah. And it didn't go down so well. There were lots of problems with the audio. It was clearly rushed out and it made a lot of, just a lot of weird mistakes like mixing wise, there's lots of clicks, pops, there's some weird um, sounds going on there, some really rough cuts. And uh, a Reddit post was made at the time by uh, the studio director, Marty Stratton, Mm. who pretty much fixed all this on uh, Mick Gordon, the composer of Doom. And um, yeah, nothing came about that for about a year or so until quite recently. Yeah, Mick Gordon was very quiet about it, so people did think Mm. he was quite guilty, didn't they? Yes, yeah, that that was a perception because because it was so quiet. Um, that was the assumption that was made, unfortunately, and uh, obviously he got a fair few attacks about that. But um, so he's come out in the last in the last month with a quite lengthy article, which, to be honest, I I've put on my to read list because it's, it's going to take me a good. It? <laughs> it's going to take a lot. It's, there's a lot of information. There's a lot of detail, but you have to really just sit down and sort of read through and sort of get through to give it to really give it justice. But essentially, he lists a lot of problems that he had with Doom Eternal's. Um, with just making the game of Doom Eternal and also making the soundtrack and a bunch of other problems as well. You know, the problems you know involving pay, involving the amount of hours he had to work, mm. um, the way he was treated in the studio, the way um, he, you know, he had so many mock-ups that he had to make and he had little access to the game. So he was kind of running off just art. So, so, the, so the art design of the game rather than actually seeing the levels and getting a, getting a, a taste for what is happening at what point I imagine it's really hard well, especially something we're doing where it is that sort of the rhythm mm. with the music is really yes. important I imagine 
Yeah, I mean, getting get, getting that seamless uh, musical flow between your your quiet section and 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 build up of enemies, and then the big crescendo when there's just, if the game's throwing everything at you, is really important mm-hmm. to nail. And thank and, and luckily, you know, I think they performed a bit of a miracle with Doom Eternal, considering what Mick is saying happened in the in in the background, um, surrounding all of that, and. It's um and and the reaction from Bethesda to to this after obviously people start reading this article and giving it a thumbs up and you know obviously speaking up and saying hang on you know what's you know what's going on here like can you provide an explanation you know is you know is he telling the truth is there any is anything to this um I think Bethesda did a pretty blanket statement of just no you know obviously this it's it's not true it's been mischaracterized um. Our, our staff, Marty Stratton, uh, everyone else who worked hard on it, the lead audio engineer as well, uh, and obviously, obviously they they think, oh, you know, this is incited allegations mm. and mistreatment against Bethesda. When unfortunately, Mick did did strongly say in his original post that that's not what he was after. He was he just honestly, he's just trying to defend his career because it's taken a tanking um, since the, the the Reddit post from Marty Stratton. It's kind of interesting how. Bethesda condemn for one, but we don't ever admit that. Okay, maybe it's wrong for Marty in the first place to go straight to Reddit and go, "Yeah, it's Mick's fault." Yeah, um, it was, it was for, interesting for, when for, the, the Bethesda thing was like mm. it was very unprofessional and stuff. You posted yes. on Reddit first of all, so you yes. know, how can you say yeah. stuff's unprofessional? So yeah, so, uh, so 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 yeah, it's it's for me, it's it's very sad because. Firstly, you know, I, I love the Doom games. I still do. I, mm. I think Doom and Doom Eternal are, are both phenomenal first-person shooters, and I haven't played anything, I, I, anything really like them. There are a few games that come close, but honestly, they have their own personality, and they're just brilliant. And and what is makes such and without Mick Gordon's work, it wouldn't be what it is. Mm. It, it won't have that personality to it. It wouldn't have that attachment with me for what it is. And you know he's such a big part of those games that it just, it really it really just breaks my heart. But if if just the just the thought of if this is true, you know it's sort of it's very heartbreaking to hear that that's how they're treating somebody who is such a big part of of that Doom um, yeah. of that Doom experience. I mean, have you have you played the uh, Doom Eternal DLC? That I've I have not. I've heard the soundtrack's fine, but not nearly as good as yeah. Regard and stuff. So. And, it, it it it's um it's it's staggering actually Go, going from the main campaign and going to the DLC. I thought to myself, yeah, the shooting's hard. The shooting's really hard. It's 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 way more challenging. But what's happening with the soundtrack? Because yeah, it it, it works, but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't stand out. It's not it's not as much of a feature, you know. Because Mick Gordon does a because does a really good job of of knowing when to be in the background and do the do do general mood. And when to take the foreground and give you something that really drives you forward and really adds to the gameplay like it does. Yeah, it's ultimately it's quite hard to talk about because, you know, I can't tell you if it's true or not. It's yeah. generally up to Bethesda and Mick to sort this out between themselves. But I think there's going to be some um, legal action by one or, or both yeah. um, coming down the road. And you know, I mean, I yeah. in a few years' time, we'll find out whether it's settled in or out of court. Mm. That being, um, yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna yeah. be something we're gonna to have to keep an eye on. I imagine over the coming years. <laughs> I I, cer- I certainly will be. I mean, it won't stop me from recommending the game, and mm. I f- and I still generally, and I think that uh, everyone who works there did a great job on it. But it just it puts such a a, a damp on it because 
just can we not just have nice things? I, I, you know, it, it's 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 so common. It's so, it feels so commonplace all this mistreatment of workers in yeah. in the video game industry. But it's just like, oh, can we not just have one game which is done properly? You know, um, but but anyway, we'll see what happens with that. And I won't say anything more. But I would recommend if you're interested, please do check out. There's plenty of videos doing a breakdown of it on YouTube if you like. Um, but um, I'm personally going to set some, aside some time uh, this month to actually have a read of the actual article that Makers put up alongside the screenshots, all the evidence he's uploaded as well to, to prove his points. I mean, that's another thing. Like it or not, he has given us something that supports his arguments as opposed to of, yeah, screenshots of emails just bl- and all blanket sorts, yeah. sort of, yeah, blanket sort of HR statement of this. Um, and even more than Marty did in his original post, you know, in terms of what he had to, to, to show. So, so yeah, that's that's the news that was really uh, really stuck out for me. I mean, it might not have stuck out for you as much, but um, yeah, I want I definitely wanted to talk about that yeah. um, because it was just a big part of my uh, about, about my month. Yeah, um, I didn't highlight it. Yeah, I knew, I knew you were you? definitely talking about it, and yeah, I, I definitely yeah. agree with you. Of, um, sometimes it becomes a little difficult when um, yeah, you know, you like a game, but something's going wrong with just one or two people. Um, as a fan mm-hmm. of Dragon Quest mm-hmm. games, um, I tend to not speak about the composer and what he has to say. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's a so I, I understand that for sure. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's move on. Um, I do think it's important that where you have some authenticity and you have the sort of the original creators and stuff. But um, that mm. brings me on to Splinter Cell. So this idea of if you've seen BBC atter- BBC turning a radio drama Splinter Cell into a radio drama. Um, but the authentic- the thing that's bugging me at the moment is there's no Michael Ironside doing the voice of Sam Fisher. Oh, okay. Yeah. Someone from the Archers instead. Yeah, no Michael Ironside. So, uh, speaking yeah, speaking of authenticity and you know, obviously being true to to the game and stuff. Um, yeah, that's that's quite interesting. I just thought I'd bring it in there because obviously we're a radio show as partly, um, and just obviously BBC radio drama about Splinter Cell. I think that's happening this week as we listen to it. So I might check it out and you know, we put it on the background. Um, but yeah, what do you what do you what think can, to a, a Splinter Cell can... radio drama? <laughs> Um, was there a lot of comedy in Splinter Cell? I thought it was quite no, there quite wasn't a serious really. it's quite sort dry, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah apparently in this uh, in this article I'm looking at here in Video Games Chronicle, there's a there's a quote saying there's there's a lot of comedy. The drama oh. is expanded and horizons broadened by the characters and what we get up to. It's, it's taking the best of Splinter Cell and building on that to make something really well rounded. And like, hang on, it, there's not <laughs> there's not, there's not comedy. Cell, yeah. it's, it's, it's not a the comedy most, show. The most comedy you get a split cell is when you smash a guy's head into a toilet. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds that sounds kind of what I expect, rather than rather than comedy. Like, yeah, it's not it's not what comes to mind. It, you know, high stakes and just and stealthiness and staying it's in the shadows is kind of yeah, yeah, exactly. It is is what I seem to remember from it. Not that I played a lot of the games, but that's the gist I got. So very strange, but. Okie dokie. I guess we'll see how that translates. You know, I expected a film or TV series, but nope. Okay, we're going to do radio drama. Radio drama. I guess, I guess it's cheaper, but yeah, no Michael Ironside on that. So I mean, his, his voice, his mm. voice is amazing. Um, speaking oh, yeah. speaking of amazing voice voices, um, unfortunately, this is sort of semi game related because he did do a lot of voices for games. But um, Kevin Conroy, the voice actor for Batman, obviously yes. well known for the Batman Arkham games. Originally the Batman the mm. Animated Series from '92, a fan, yes. of, fan, a massive fan of I was a kid. Unfortunately, passed away at age 66 from cancer. So yeah, um, very yeah. sad news there. Unfortunately, um, 
I mean, he's when I think of Batman, I think of him, and when I think of Joker, I think of um, his opposite, um, Mark Hamill. You know, and they obviously they made the yeah. they were the voices for the animated series in '92. So that's um, unfortunately very sad news there, and we wish him and his family and everyone who who loved his work the best and stuff because it was yeah, yeah, unfortunate. Uh, on to I guess a bit more entertaining, a bit more happy news. Anything taken your fancy? I've got some entertaining and happy I'm about, but what about yourself? You got anything first? Um, I mean, just because we've come off God of War Ragnarok a little bit, he wants to work in Castlevania next is an interesting quote because I'm sort of thinking, hang on a minute, like Wood Castle, as long as he doesn't do Castlevania, but in the same style, style, hopefully if he, if he, you know, has some sort of respect to this source material and sort of like works around that, that would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, what what are your thoughts as someone who's actually played the Castlevania games? Yeah, I'm a quite um, a big Castlevania fan. Yeah, I I, I have that same are. sort of skepticism. I was like, I don't want um, God of War Castlevania. You know, I mean, I, Castlevania yes. is very much about the gameplay. Not to say God of War's gameplay isn't going not not amazing, mm. but you know, it's got this mm. narrative element. So there is narrative stuff in Castlevania, but it's going oh, Dracula has resurrected for the millionth time again. Go stop Dracula. Um, you know, it's not it's not that engaging. That's not what I care about. It's about this. I mean, very especially the two D stuff. Very tight gameplay. Very very tight gameplay yeah. that works well. So I I as much as you know, I'm glad that he wants to work on the Castlevania game, and it'd be nice to have a new Castlevania game. I'd prefer it if he didn't, um, but hey, I could be wrong. You know, what I mean, you know what I mean? it's a big studio, big name. He might know what he's doing. But he probably knows what he's doing way more than me, <laughs> for sure. Um, so yeah, um, Castlevania fan myself, I'd, I'd probably wouldn't like it, but yeah, we'll see about that one. Uh, <laughs> um, what yeah. people might not, well, what Yuji Naka's lawyers might not be liking right now is the fact he's he's been arrested for. <laughs> Um, for not tax evasion. Oh God, what is it called? I've lost the docket there. <laughs> for um, insider trading, apparently. So Yuji Naka, the um, the creator of Sonic, pretty much, has been arrested for insider trading because he um, he bought a bunch of shares of the people making the Dragon Quest Treasures game. Because obviously Yuji Naka now works oh, yeah. for Square Enix. He obviously worked in Sega back in the day, mm. but he worked and he works for um, Square Enix at the moment. Obviously, famously made the oh, god awful Balan Wonderworld, Balan Wonderworld, Balan yes. Wonderland. Is it? I can't remember one of the two names. It's I think god it's, awful. It's Wonder Wonderland. I think Balan Wonderland. Yes. Um, yeah, 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 the god awful Balan Wonderland. But he has been arrested for tax evasion because he invested um forty thousand dollars or the regional equivalent into into um into the company that's making this Dragon Quest treasures just before it got announced. So yeah, that's not good. Along with two other people, but Yujinaka being um the big one. Um, but yeah, lawyers gotta go fast, I guess. <laughs> how long have you been, how long have you been uh, planning that joke for oh, you, just since the start of the show man I'm like, I'm like oh. since the start of the show, the show I, was, I was like oh like, lawyers gotta go fast lawyers gotta go fast if that's the sort of the general news stuff I, I, I think we should just move on a little bit further because god we, we'll make these shows like 3-4 hours if we keep going um the Game Awards yeah, is happening yeah. December 8th, we sort of talked about. So I just want to go is. over a little bit about that, obviously, and your feelings on what's the awards, the nominees, and what you think might happen at the Game Awards. So, any thoughts and feelings, initial thoughts and feelings before we deep, deep and, dive into it? Initial thoughts and feelings. I like God of War Ragnarok, but it's everywhere this year. It's it got, is it's got everywhere. the most thoughts. 
it's, yeah. it's, it's got I mean fair enough it's got the most votes and it's and it's it's, 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 it's in so many categories now I'm yeah. like what oh, Jesus yeah. so do you think that's up? a bit of recency yeah, but... bias happening there <laughs> it's, it just recently I don't know came out it... It might not be recent. It might not necessarily be recency bias, but when I when I look at um, like nominees for art design, I see God of War is in there. I'm like, okay, fair enough. God of War is a very nice looking game. It, it's it's you know it's very um, you know it's it's very nice, and they've done some excellent effort in the different art styles and all the different areas and making it look lush and, and very beautiful. But at the same time, come on, man, Gorn's in there, and we've not we've not seen anything that detailed that's sort of hand polished in terms of how 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 a game looks like a weird cross between some some very strange art design and just, just like body horror stuff it's 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 very unique whereas i think god of war is, is just overly pretty and colorful it's, it's and very it looks big very budget nice. so only triple a isn't uh, it it's, yes yeah. yes absolutely and you know again we've got horizon forbidden west up there as well which i suppose in a sense, it's kind of a very similar reason. Yeah. I mean, funny enough, for some reason, Stray's there. I'm not sure. <laughs> as much as I, much as I, much as I like a cute cat game, I mean, the art style is fine. It's pretty cool, but I wouldn't say it's, you know, a technical achievement in artistic direction. Or I mean, animation, I could kind of get because the cat kind of is quite, art, you know, quite moves around like a cat would. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. Um. My my main main thought is just like I like God of War Ragnarok. I don't know if it deserves to be everywhere yeah. though. Don't know if it deserves to be everywhere. But what do you think about um about the nominees this year? Do you feel like there's a lot of games do you think they've missed any games that you would have put on this list? Or do you think it's it's been that quite a year that it's kind of justified to have the these sort of the, these recommendations as the categories. Yeah, I think there's a bit of both. There's definitely stuff missing. Nothing super major, but at the same time, yeah, there, nothing has really come out this year. There's, and then the the sort of cut off point is sort of before December and stuff. So like, um, I'm sure Callisto Protocol, which we'll talk about at the end of the show, is going to be really, really good by the looks of it. And the leaked um, it got a leaked leaked review came out, and it's already got a five out of five with that leaked review. So I'm sure it'll be really amazing, and that'll come out probably that'll be talked about next year if it doesn't get forgotten by then. Um, but yeah, it's. A lot of missed stuff. Yeah, I think this year's game was going to be quite dry in terms of the awards and quite boring, unfortunately. Um, maybe we'll get some fun stuff in announcements and whatnot. There's rumours leaks going about about all sorts from, I mean, Sekiro 2 to God knows what. I mean, there's all sorts that's, um, that might get announced. Mm. But that's probably what I'm mm. there for this year more than the awards. You know, I mean, it was, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to we'll have to see on that one. Um, yeah, the one big thing that's uh, missing is you know, I'm gonna just give it a shout because bloody it's just the soundtrack for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is absolutely amazing. Um, it's got mm. like you know it's got Raycon Ghostface Killer, you know, and tons of old Wu Tang people and stuff. And it's it's really really quite you know I mean fun and poppy. It's from that it's not sort of that from that era, but very you know, in a clean style as well, clean style of rap. And I just mm. the fact that I didn't get a nomination was a little bit of a I was like I think it was the first initial thing I was like why is that not on there? You know, I mean it's a very clear obvious one. But um, what about yourself? Anything you feel like is missing? Well, I'm a bit. I'm a bit, I'm a bit uh, weirded out by the um, best ongoing category. It looks oh, the yeah. same as last year. Look, Apex yeah. Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact again. Uh, it, it's it's the same same games. I mean, all right, but yeah, yeah I feel like that might else. be a Fortnite year because from what I've seen on Fortnite, they actually did some good stuff this year. But 
Oh, oh, maybe Destiny 2 was, was that new Witch Queen or whatever expansion, wasn't it? So, mm, but yeah, definitely. I'm trying to find the so, um, there's a certain section, um, here where it's best sports game. Now, that category for me is just appalling. If I just go find it for you, right here it is. So, apart from Ollie, 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 Ollie World Ollie, or something Ollie. like that. Um, where it's like a skateboarding game. We have Grand Theft Auto 7, which, as far as I've heard, isn't really a great Grand Theft Auto game. It's, and then it, the rest it's, of the three... It's sort of like it's a very, it's a very sleeper hit. It's, it, I think it's a fabulous game, but it doesn't do much to push the, you know, in the envelope. Mm. And then you just got things like FIFA 23, which is another FIFA game. We've got NBA 2K23, which, again, is very similar to last year's release. F1 22... Eh, like I just don't think. Maybe it has been that drive drive a year, but I'm just like I'm just thinking, what's FIFA doing here? I mean, it may it may it may have sold well, but the critical reception has not been kind to it. Considering it's just like here it is again. It's 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 uh it's back again. I suppose. Do you know what I mean? Am I am, yeah. my, am I making some sort of sense? Yeah, it's, it's I mean sports games are very annualized, so you're gonna get these every single year, I imagine, sir. It's not a surprise because I'm sure it was in last year and the year before that and the year before that and the year before that. So, yeah, <laughs> bit dry, bit dry there. Um, it's just a bit. It's just I, a bit sad. For one me, one really. thing I'm gonna I'm gonna point out and give a little bit of s word for is um, so the best fighting game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna announce the best fighting games. Guess which one of these doesn't fit? DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All Star Battle Royale, All Star All Star Battle R, King of Fighters 15, Multiverses, Sifu. Can you guess? Uh, it's the one that's not a fighting game. It's Seafood. It's not a fighting game. It's a beat em up. <laughs> it's not a fighting game. Why is that in the best fighting game category? And if that wins, I swear to God, I'll I'll, I'll flip a table. I'll flip a table. I'll record me flipping a table. Um, okay. Yeah. Because we're right. in DF2 D Fighter, JoJo Bazaar 2D Fighter, and King of Fighters 2D Fighter. Multiverses is sort of a Smash Bros clone, so yeah, okay. Well, I made the joke earlier. Smash Bros is not a fighting game, but it's way more of a fighting game than Sifu. You know, what I mean? mm. yeah, you mm. fighting it is—is is that what we're going for the category now? It's a fighting game because you fighting it. Does mm. does someone become the best shooter because I can shoot something in it? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Does does um where what's it called that game that we absolutely hate? <laughs> um, we hate. The game that we hate, the indie game about the teenagers and the time right. travel. Do you, do you mean... Yeah, a life. I'm trying strange. to wipe it from my brain, but that was back again. <laughs> um, the oh God, it's gotten a remaster recently. It's awful with a girl with the blue hair and um, life is strange. <laughs> God, um, yeah, wait, no, I just you, said you, it. You shoot, oh, did you? Sorry, I, I didn't hear. You. <laughs> I was I was on the rant. Yeah. I was on the rant. Um, yeah, does that get best <laughs> okay. shoot? Does I get nominated for best shooter because you get to shoot a gun once in it? I don't know. Is that is that what is that what categories go to now? Sorry, that was that was my little rant there about fighting games. <laughs> um, best family it's games. Right. You know I mean? got stuff like Splatoon in it and the Lego Star Wars game. That's cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then they've got all the sort of the esports categories and like, um, what's it, content creator of the year and stuff. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> how vapid and just like not not representative of the industry at all. But yeah, <laughs> that's that's sort of my general feelings. Um, what about yourself? Anything, anything else you want to add to this sort of what I feel is going to be a terrible S word show 
for um, at least for what's the um, what they're gonna show, um, who's gonna win and what's gonna win and stuff. Again, there might be some really cool announcements that'd be cool, but I'm sure we'll get like the yeah. first hour of really cool announcements, and then we'll just get adverts for the like final third of the show, like every five seconds. Well, it, I feel like uh, I feel like the game the game awards is annoyingly getting more and more towards what you just said about the sort of latter, which is which has yeah. made me more and more annoyed every year, where they will just. And here's an award for this person. They got this. Nice. Now, on to the next announcement. We've got, you know, we've got we've got a, like a surprise announcement from this gaming studio. I'm like, hang on. Why do we skip over? I wanted to see, like, you know, I wanted to see the, the devs who worked hard on this, yeah. accept the award, make a nice little speech, you know, show a bit of, I don't know, a bit of, uh, a, bit, a bit of enthusiasm and passion for their own games. And I, I just think that would be great rather than just, rather than just like, yeah, they got this. Now, trailer. Another trailer for you because, Last time it's good. It's good, like a couple of hours of trailers and um, sort of, sort of really reeling through the rewards, just dead quick, one after the other, just just bam, bam, bang, just just all out in in one go. But what's interesting is they've got they've got an, they've got another category which I don't know if I've seen before. It might have been here the last couple of years, but I guess it's the most anticipated games uh, of like the next year, and I think that's so a weird category. Um, yeah, I think they've done it before. I, do... I think yeah. Oh, okay. I wonder which one we'll we'll get this time. Whether it be so it's, <laughs> yeah, it's Final Fantasy yeah. sixteen, Hogwarts Legacy, mm. Resident Evil four remake, Starfield, and Tears of the Kingdom. It's gonna be Zelda Tears of the Kingdom's gonna gonna win that. Unfortunately, definitely gonna probably win probably so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the yeah, Zelda fans I mean, I guess really maybe annoying. <laughs> may I guess maybe I should go ahead and get my get my votes in where I care for the game awards and and yeah put my two cents into it and hopefully that and and hope I make a difference and hope that isn't just we don't care we're the, we're the critics we're going to vote for this thing because we really liked it I'll tell if you what if Seen No Blood Chronicles 3 wins game of the year I will eat my hat <laughs> I will eat my hat because that, that game is not winning game of the year not at all oh, I've right. enough of it to I'm... justify but it's, it's definitely <laughs> not winning because it's got a Warren Elden Ring yeah right <laughs> Yeah. I just sort of envision God of War winning every award, and I'll sort of leave that going. I reckon it'll win every award, does, does but it? Game of the Year, and then like it'll be like Elden Ring, just as a bit of not of an upset, but like, well, we've got to give something to Elden Ring, so we'll give it the full Game of the Year. But then like, then but God of War will win know. everything else or something. Bro, I imagine that's what's going to happen. I don't know. It's it's um it's very highly received, and it's fine. Again, like I said before, it's 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 a very very good game, and I plan on hopefully completing it before the Game Awards, so I can actually yeah. say. Accurately, yes, yeah. it's it's really good, or or maybe like I think it's a bit overrated or something like that. But it's very good, very very good, yeah. and um, it deserves to be on there. Whether yeah, or not it yeah. deserves to take every single award is not. I don't really agree. I think I think other games this year have done better art. I've done more imaginative art direction, or they've done better um, sound design, for example, um, or more accessibility features, all, all those sort of things that. I don't think it necessarily deserves like, every award for just because it's recently insanely popular and I think one of the best-selling games for, for PlayStation in the last... I mean, it's a bit of a vague quote, but I, it's, it's selling very well. It is. is it's, what it's, it's not selling as well as Pokemon, but... Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's move on. We're going to have a bit of music now. Um, mm. 
and then we'll be back with our sort of holiday buyers guide and obviously the game's coming out in December and stuff um, I mentioned it a little bit earlier obviously the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge has a pretty good soundtrack so this is We Ain't Came To Lose from that and that's um, featuring Raekwon and Ghostface Killer from Wu-Tang Clan so have a listen to this and we'll be back in a moment Big up to all my fake ninjas in the house. <laughs> see, see, do you know what I mean? This that soundtrack is pretty darn amazing. Don't you have to agree? Mm, it's 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 pretty cool. I like, um, yeah, I like what they did with that. That was that. Yeah, it's kind of like it's it's kind of strange. It was like uh, it's like almost it was it was all it was almost like a proper like like. Rob Zombie probably here like in, in a studio, but like it was yeah, it's pretty cool. It like used all the yeah, I'm not doing this very much justice. You probably have to do it, do it a bit better than me, but it is. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a nice, nice hang hardcore gangster yeah, rap man. song, it, but clean yeah, like like a Will food. Smith song. Yeah, yeah. Will Smith used to make music too. and not be a terrible person. Oh wow. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've got no strong feelings in that apart from Will Smith. Just keep your uh, wife's name out of my mouth. Will, Will, well, that, that, I mean, at least it made it entertaining. At least it. At least it, at least it got. A views to the uh, Oscars for once, or whatever, whatever, whatever war. Maybe oh, we, we got, we got to get, um, got to get the Dorito pop to slap someone live on stage. Then aren't we next? <laughs> Go on, Jeff Keeler. Right, sorry. Moving on. God, wow, that was a bit of a tangent, wasn't it? <laughs> a little so bit. Yeah. We're in a yeah. little bit of Holly's Buyer's Guide now. So we're talking about um, sort of recommendations. Obviously, where what we what we recommend people buy if they're interested. What good offers there might be and stuff and. Um, what, what we can talk about so i think top of our list we've both got got the same thing haven't we it's the xbox series s mm. um god it, the black friday just happened and you could get it for 190 quid which is is absolute pittance for anyone in a current technically a current generation console game console yeah. after two years yeah. so 190 quid is amazing yeah i'm sure i'm sure you can get 200 or you can get bundles or whatever and stuff for that price and still even it's original price 250 is nothing to to laugh at for sure Especially Absolutely. with Game Pass as well, I know a lot of people will be pinching their uh, their wallets and stuff this year, especially with just the rising cost of energy and um, potential recession around the corner. Um, yeah, mm. um, good thing about this as well, it's uh, quite energy efficient. I've I just got a smart meter installed the other day, so I'm I've been testing it out, and yeah, it's like it maxes out like eighty four watts, which is absolutely nothing. You know, it's running these wow. all these games at like four K native yeah. and stuff, so quite quite mm. quite amazing for sure. Um, yeah, we've both got that um, Game Pass as well. You have you looked into what's on Game Pass and stuff, or just general recommendation from you? I think for me, it's a general recommendation. Yeah. If you're going to get an Xbox Series S, it, it just is a very good value rep- value proposition to get your toes sort of dipped into gaming. If you if you yeah. either new to it or you need, to, you need an upgrade from say your previous gen console, if you've got mm. an old PC, for example. It's very good to get to get get your toes dipped in there, and I, I just think it's it's very competitive at that price point for a lot of people, as you said. Yeah, yeah. And um, you also, well, not necessarily recommending the PS Five, but you got a little bit of sort of recommendation, a bit of information of what what the deals so, with PS Five is right now. So now that I have a PS Five, I actually got a tactic on how to how to get these days. It's not as unobtainable as it once was. Yeah. For the last two years, I mean, I haven't been too fussed about it, but for the last two years, I've just noticed it's been home to you know scalping, to having to wait in queues for a long time. Mm. I think the general tactic now is essentially get get it as a bundle with an upcoming PlayStation Five game, and you can pre-order it and actually get it delivered relatively easy. I didn't have any problems getting my PS Five this time around, which was 
which is nice. It's a it's a refreshing um, change from what I expected to be, you know, you know, uh, supply difficulties. But I think we're getting to the point now where it's not necessarily widely available, but it's getting a lot better. And I really recommend going for PS5 bundles as a way to get your PS5 as a console. Now, it's certainly viable, and it's actually a nice upgrade to the PS4. I've noticed a huge, uh, a, a nice jump in how things play, how it performs, how it looks. It looks very sharp because of the native 4K rendering or the upscaling. Um, it's slightly pricey still, so you're talking just over five hundred pounds for your bundle. Yeah, the government got um, up in, um, the, at least the PS5 by itself got mm, up by thirty quid mm. in the UK. It was obviously you know in the pounds, not great to the dollar and all, all this rubbish and stuff, and the cost of parts. Yeah. But yeah. Yes, so inflation's had a hit and it's sort of gone up a bit in, in price. But uh, I'd say it's a welcome, as I say, it's a very welcome upgrade to the PS4. Um, it's just a bit more pricey than Xbox Series X, so if you've got a bit more cash and you want um, more an experienced PS5, then I'd highly recommend it. Um, do you have any recommendations of your own? Um, well, yeah, I've got it? a few, but you've, I just wanted to say, you've got any more hardware recommendations? Obviously, we can get into the software hardware. stuff in a second. So, uh, that, that, that is fine. I can certainly talk about hardware a bit more. So, PC gaming, I do love it. I do love, I do, I do love it, and I've got on my little list that next year will be the year I upgrade my PC and go for some, uh, some new gaming hardware. Um, so where are we with PC gaming? Uh, it's been a couple of years since the 30 series released. We're starting to get the 40 series releasing now. Um, my general take from what I'm seeing on the internet and reviews is that the 40 series is very expensive. Yeah. The 4080 and 4090 being released for, I believe it's £1,200 and £1,600 respectively or something like that. It's a lot of money for the performance. If you can get a 4K gaming monitor and you have more money than cents, then it makes perfect sense to get these cards too. But please don't. Let's not reward bad behaviour. When last, when last generation, they were much more reasonable with their pricing at least so you know a 3080 was i believe somewhere around the 699 mark or something like that and the 3080 ti or 3090 was somewhere about a grand or just over a grand and now it's leapt up in about 50 percent equivalent for the price very powerful cards for 4k and obviously they'll blast 1440p no problem but uh, yeah no i can't recommend that what i could recommend though if you're really desperate for a gaming upgrade, I mean, I'm I've been googling 1080Ti's um, used on eBay, and uh, they're looking good. Let's so consider this: a 3070 has about just over the the horsepower. Uh, oh wait, no, that's wrong. Of a 2080Ti, um, not of 1080Ti, but it's a very good card for if you don't care about ray tracing, optimization. You can get a, a good used one for about. So about the sort of money you'd be spending on a 1080p card, you can get on a very good uh, 1440p card, or if you like, you can do some 4K gaming without ray tracing, as I said before, on a 1080 Ti for about somewhere between 270 300 pounds. If you really want the most recent lineup of ray tracing cards, you can also find other deals on used uh, 20 series cards, uh, or even some good ones for the 30 series. We are starting to see the price come down. I know that I'm planning to get a 30 series card next year. What I'm hoping for, really, is that the 40 series um, releases up a lot of cards, as well as just basically reducing that demand on the 30 series so that they actually come into the market a bit more. As a result, the price come down, back to uh, MSRP or lower, so that you can then pick up... Um, 
the 30 series. For me, for me, it'd be the 3060 Ti. It makes sense for my 1080p monitor. Um, but then for other people who might want to do 1440p or 4K, you got your 3070, 3080, that sort of stuff. But we'll see what we do with the 40 series. Um, in terms of other hardware, so like CPUs and stuff, uh, Intel are really killing it with their, their 12th and 13th gen chips. They're quite toasty. They're quite energy uh, power hungry. But they are good performers. The i5 on its own is very good. It's a very good performance um, Vega performance beast i believe the most recent one has like 10 cores 20 threads which is nice mm. a nice amount of uh nice amount of processing power there and clock speeds are pretty good at boost as well so that would be sort of my recommendation i would hold off on graphics cards for a few months until the 40 series comes out but there's some nice stuff there i would generally just recommend holding off just yeah. for a little bit longer like i'm doing and, and in the hopes that I'll get some good deals. Oh, and also don't bother with DDR5 RAM. It, it in terms of game performance, you're not gonna see anything. It, it, it's 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 just it hasn't been optimized for gaming just yet, so you're not gonna see that difference really. Um, so I'd stay away from that if you can. Uh, yes, uh, that's that's me. That's my short little rant over. Brilliant. No, thank me. you for that. That's um, <clears throat> very useful information for those who are interested in PC gaming, obviously just getting to PS5 as well, and, and if you want something quite cheaper with the Xbox Series S. But yeah, let's talk about the games. So we've made a few games recommendations. Um, one that we've both made is Elden Ring. We're going to recommend Elden Ring to people. It's obviously a yes. hardcore action RPG game, so not necessarily for everyone, mm. but it sold like 17.5 million copies already. Um, but it's mm. a, it came out earlier in the year, so it's to the point now where it is relatively cheap. It's you're sitting hitting that sort of twenty five pound mark if you if you shop about. A lot of places might still have for forty fifty plus, but if you shop about, you'll be able to hit it for twenty five. I saw some Black Friday sales for twenty five as well, so mm. I I, rec- I I highly recommend that yourself as well. And myself as well for like I haven't I haven't played it, but honestly, the reputation around this thing when it yeah. when it launched was huge. And I can't fault the voice of gamers everywhere who absolutely love um, loves the Souls-like games, and obviously Elden Ring is such a huge uh, a huge one for them. I've got a friend who's big into them also and wanted me to actually play this one. I refused, but I might be tempted to turn at some point and pick it, pick it up and give it another go. But obviously, I just recommend it because I know it's a very solid, very solid entry this year and a contender for Game of the Year. Absolutely. Um, you're recommending the game straight to people for sort of a whole different um, with a big caveat. Okay, right. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you like cats? Like, do you really do, do you watch YouTube videos of cats? <laughs> do you have to stop what you're doing to go? Oh, look at its little socks. When you see a little cat walking down the street, minding its own business. If you like cats that much, then Stray's probably for you. If you like a challenging video game, if you like dogs or biochemistry story. I would not recommend Stray. Stray, Stray's interesting. Um, because some people put the argument across it's not really a game, is it? It's more of like a cat walking simulator where you're just a cute cat doing all sorts of um, cute cat doing cute shenanigans. Cat yeah, and that's fine. I mean, I, if you if you like that, like I do, it's 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 great. It's got some puzzles in there which can challenge you a little bit and some nice little set piece moments. Uh. But I, I, you know, I can, I can obviously say that to an extent. I sort of agree. I sort of think that if you're looking for a very good game, and you're not into cats, then it's a wasted purchase. It's, it just is not, is, just is not for you, uh, unfortunately. But if you love cats, oh, oh, it's so cute. 
just give it a go. It's it's not. I don't think it's too expensive either. I think the price was somewhere between twenty and thirty. I think I got for about twenty five. Yeah, there's like a physical that copy now as well, and then obviously digitally it might be on sales places as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Very very cute cat game. Only recommend it if you like cats. But yeah, I liked it. It was great. Well, um, I don't like cats. But I like I like Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> so I'm going to recommend the Shredder's Revenge game, which I rec- obviously heard a little bit of the soundtrack, mm. so if that f- tickles your fancy. But this is the game I'm recommending if you're looking for a holiday purchase to play with friends on the couch. you got a few controllers and stuff, so this is a four-person... No, it can be up to six-person, I think. Six-person beat-em-up brawler game. Um, Shredder's Revenge, mm. um, much like the old Turtles arcade games. It only takes probably three or four hours to play, so it's something you get your friends over for an evening as part of the holiday times. And it's only like 20, 30 quid as well, so um, not super expensive, but it's one you can play with the friends and stuff. So I'm I'm recommending that as one of one of my games. Any other final recommendations on your end from you, Michael? So despite what I've said about it, it's a very easy recommendation. Just God of War Ragnarok. Mm. If you like God of War, you'll 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 like God of War Ragnarok. If you like most uh most of Sony's action adventure games, like let's say Horizon uh, Zero Dawn or Forbidden West, you you would also find something you'd like to, you'd like from this. If you like story driven games, it's very good with very good narrative and good build up of um relationships between characters and direction. Um soundtrack's really decent. Gameplay is pretty is very solid and it can be challenging depending on what the difficulty you set it to. Um, it's a very easy. It's a very easy one. It's very easy for me to recommend that game. It's just yeah, it's it's good. It's a it's certified a good great game. But lots of people, besides me, love and think and really want to be the game of the year for 2022. So it's a very easy. Yeah, if you've got a PS5, PS4, this is one for the one for Sony this year. Absolutely nice. I'm going to finish off with just a few other things, a few um, sort of family-friendly mm. things. So the family game I recommend is the Lego Star Wars game. The Lego Star Wars um, comp- nice. the Complete Saga, nice. it's called. That came out early in the year, so it's really cheap now. I think like even like local supermarkets have it for really cheap, for like 20 quid. I think it's also got a re-release with a bunch of DLC if you want to get that version or whatever, but the regular version is fine. You don't need all that rubbish. It's all like cosmetic costume stuff or whatever um one thing i'm going to say stay away from is at the moment stay away from pokemon scarlet and violet um just as right now Mm. might change six months time just apparently it is an absolute i've seen it it's an absolute buggy mess at the moment unfortunately and doesn't run very very well um so stay away from that from now so if you're looking for the new pokemon game probably wait it out for at least a few months or maybe drop it completely mm. I, I don't know yet uh, again that's probably not going to stop most people but it did sell 10 million copies um so wow. people wow. have um a lot of people burn i'm sure burnt by the purchase but a lot of people just don't care and just want will eat anything that game freak throws at them clearly so yeah that's uh that's my sort of final recommendation sort of family family friendly stuff but that's it for our recommendations for the holiday sort of holiday period so if you're looking for stuff check back on our recommendations oh final things as well obviously a lot of digital stores having their sort of end of year holiday sales so check them out i'm sure there'll be some january sales and stuff as well i just mm-hmm. saw on psn there's like up to 70 percent off on certain stuff so if you want some cheap digital games um there they're about now i imagine in all other platforms yeah. as well but yeah, let's move on to the games coming out in december december 2022 the end of the year so do you want to kick us off michael first absolutely so 
a game which has been on my list for a very long time, which I still haven't got yet, but I've seen it on Steam a lot, is Inscription. And this is coming to Nintendo Switch. It's a roguelike deck building game from Devolver Digital. Mm. Overwhelmingly, you know, outstanding reviews uh, from the players on Steam, which is getting me very excited to play that for myself. Um, Michael, um, don't we, don't we, we tell you something? I've bought it and I, I have not played it. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, okay. I've, I've got no, it on PSN, yeah. but I've, I've not played it because I've just not time. <laughs> I mean, we'll be. It's fair enough. We'll 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 be all busy men here. So uh, so yeah, there we got the inscription on day one. We've also got a game called The Outbound Ghost for Nintendo Switch, which seems to be an RPG game. Um, not that I know much about. I don't have much of a uh, a. I don't really have much of a hyperlink for that. Yeah. I don't know what this is, Elliot. I've got River City River Girls, City Girls 2. 2. Woo, yeah. Um, well, don't know if it's coming um, out. It's coming out in Japan on that day. I imagine it's coming out. It says it's still said to release in um, in, De- in December for in this year for the West as well. But this is this is one of the Kunio Kun games, classic River City games. Um, the River City Girls 1 is absolutely amazing. It's made by Way Forward. The people who made you know, my Shantae and all that lot. And it's a 2D beat-em-up oh, okay. game. If, if you know, Shreds of yeah. Revenge wasn't um, good enough for 2D beat-em-ups, this is doing this is one I'm definitely looking forward to as well. If it comes out in December, it currently says it's coming out in Japan uh, December 1st, but we'll see about that. I'm feeling like this might be the one that gets delayed, unfortunately. But then after that, what do we have? We have uh, Romancing Saga, Minstrel Song Remastered, if that rings any bells to you, for PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, iOS, and Android. Uh, we're playing it from Square Enix. Yeah, it's um, a super old Super Nintendo game being ported, I think. Okay. Um, FYI, I'm not too good on the Super Nintendo games. I missed that era of gaming. I think I joined. Get an Xbox PS2. Series S and you can turn it into an emulator box. Oh yeah, yeah. Or I could just do it on PC. I mean, yeah, that's true. So, yeah. So uh, also on that same day, there's a lot on the first. Um, we've got uh, a game that's only out. I'm, I'm guessing only out in Japan, so like a local release, which is Samurai Maiden for the Switch, PS4, PS5, a hacking slash game from D3 Publishing or Publisher. Um, we have Spirit Hunter Death Mark Two for the Nintendo Switch and PS4, a horror adventure visual novel, which is interesting. Again, only, only in Japan though. Um, oh, this is one you've highlighted. We've got The Walking Dead, uh, Saints and Sinners Chapter Two Redemption. Yeah, Retribution. Um, so yeah, Saints and Sinners was actually like one of the biggest, um, what, um, biggest VR games that came out of like last few years. Um, did really well. Um, I'm highlighting this. It's coming out for Win- Windows and um, PS4 on that day, but it's also coming out for the PS5 and the PSVR2 in February as well. So I'm going to probably hold off on buying uh, this, and then I think I get a free update for the first game as well. So I'm going to get back as that Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. But it looks looks good again. That first one, absolutely amazing. Um, turned out to be an absolute hit. I remember everyone talking about. It, I was like, oh, it's a Walking Dead game. It's not going to be that good, is it? Really? And then I played it. I was like, whoa, this is ridiculous. It's just doing you know, how you interact with the zombies and. Um, you know, when you collect gear and stuff, it turned out to be really, really compelling. Um, and there was mm. something I was really glad to be wrong about because I mean, I'm kind of over Walking Dead. Um, but this, 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 this did it for me. So yeah, there was that. I see. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Very good. I think maybe just got a bad reputation from um, from some of the other games. I think it's oversaturated in terms Dead of games then. and movies. Yeah. And shows, so yeah. Yeah, perhaps so. Perhaps that was where it uh, where it came from. Um, but yeah, on that same day, we've got one which has a terribly long title. Um, here we go. 
You go, Rush, to your Dawn of the Battle Royale. Let's go, go, Rush. <laughs> I love it. Well Only done. in Japan. Well done. Well done. On the Switch. I mean, on, I'm gonna, honestly. I'm gonna, you know what I'm what? doing next month? I'm going to make a fake game name that's really long and see if you can find out if it's fake or not. I'm going to I'm going to see if you can work it out. For, 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 for January, yeah. I'm going to yeah. totally do I mean, that, that and see if you that, work it out. Uh, that's like a good four four lines, mate. Anyway, so that's a game from Nintendo Switch, and it's a digital collectible card game, which yeah. is a bit strange. Yeah, based on the Yu-Gi-Oh card game, I imagine that's what that is. <laughs> Probably okay. there. Okay. And then Roger. we get to Roger. the 2nd of December, and you know what's coming out on the 2nd of December. For Survivor Horror fans like myself, we have what some people are excited to see as the Dead Space um, sequel, but not sequel, but the spiritual successor to Dead Space, um, which is the Callisto Protocol, uh, available for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and the PC, a survival horror game, which is looking, giving me very strong uh, Dead Space vibes from it, very strong ones. And uh, I'm not the only one excited for it, am I, Elliot? Oh, no, definitely. Um, I've already ordered my copy. As you're listening to this show live now, I will probably be playing the game if you listen to the radio version, the podcast version. <laughs> I might be might be ready to play it or whatever. But, yeah, um, yeah, very much looking forward to this. This is yeah, probably mo- one of my most anticipated games of the year, and it's back end of the year as well, mm. so that's um, been having to wait a little bit for that game, but yes. But also on the second, not to be missed, there's a, another game. I've actually just seen a review from this. I've got some funny comments, actually, about this game. But, yeah, do you want to tell us what the game, other games come out on the second that's relatively big as well so on the second as well we have marvel's midnight suns for pc ps5 xbox series x a turn-based strategy from Firaxis for Axis games which d- hang on a minute Firaxis games is this like and XCOM people made xcom yes okay yeah. so um just a little bit of information on this i saw a little review today, today before i came here to record the show and apparently the the combat in the game is amazing um but the story oh. is Awful, and the representation of the characters is awful. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I won't say a spoiler, but I'm gonna tell you something. So apparently, Blade's in the game, and Blade likes yoga, and has a book club. <laughs> you know the really cool huh. vampire hunter character. No, he's really, yeah. really lame. <laughs> So, oh, I mean, maybe maybe he's just calmed down in his old age. I, I, I don't, I don't he's, know. Um, apparently, it's really bad. And then he, Steve Rogers thinks he's his friend because he's invited to the book club, and that's that's how we know. Okay. Yes, <laughs> this is, that's a real thing that happens in a game. <laughs> that's about superheroes. Oh well, <laughs> I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see when it releases. Yeah, but I suppose it also releases that day, which we'll see about. Hmm. Uh, Need for Speed Unbound, um, mm. next Need for Speed game for PC, PS5, Xbox Series X. No previous generation sport, interesting. Yeah. Um, if you've so yeah, racing game right there, runs on Frostbite. Um, I'm not. I don't have much details on this one. Because to be honest with you, I was a bit disappointed with the previous entry. So. Um, the yeah, pre- we'll see. The previews, I, I, are, the previews have been good from what I've heard. Reviews hmm. and uh, the reviews embargo till the day, so yeah, we won't know until the day. If generally, the consensus uh, of it's going to be good or not. Um, looks, yeah. it's got quite an interesting, like sort of like graffiti art style that pops out and stuff. But yeah. generally, people are, totally. think it's pretty cool. Um, but we'll we'll have to see on that hmm. one. So that's that's all the games coming out on the second, and then mm-hmm. we move up to the so sixth. Our next. Yeah, our next release is on the sixth, uh, where we have Hello Neighbor Two coming to PC. PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, uh, a sort of survival horror game where you got to sneak around, and I suppose 
I think the idea is you meant to collect sort of clues or progress as best you can through the house without getting caught by the neighbour who would then reset you um, if he catches you, basically. Um, after that, we have, on the 8th, we've got um, a role-playing game called Chained Echoes for PC, P um, Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One. Um, we have, oh no. Yes, we have, we're on the next one. Yes, I want to see if you can pronounce this. I can't pronounce we, it. We, ha we have a game it, launching in Japan on the Switch. <laughs> So Mahjong game. So Mahjong studio. is the sort of like the sort of little bar thing. So it's not even a proper game. It's just like a like it's basically chess. But <laughs> oh, okay, I mean that's cool. Um, it's a game called Idol Yanshi Yushi Pai. No, that's wrong. That's <laughs> definitely wrong. Saturn tribute. I'm so sorry for butchering the language. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of it. I've got, I've got to make a fake game next month, and it's just going to be called something absolutely oh, ridiculous. Man. And I'm going to see if you can yeah. get it. I'm going to I'm going to try and fade it into the into our list, so it's, I mean, it's almost seamless. And you'll be like, you, "What's this?" You, you may as you, you may as well just like get a game that's like that's known widely to the Western world and just like translate it to German and go off you go. Yes, like I'd be like, what? <laughs> I don't know, trying to like what is zoom? Yeah. What is zoom? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so, something like that. Some, something uh, <laughs> to trip me up. Um, zoom anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, um, what's also come out today? We've got the Bumblefish 2, Ooh, fighting game right there. Uh, yeah. for the PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. We have a game called Samurai Maiden, which was, I guess, previously released in the East, which is coming to the West. If I got that, if I got yeah, that right, we announced that earlier. That's when it's coming out to the West. Samurai Maidens, I imagine. So a few mm -hmm. days after its Eastern release, um, no yeah. idea what that game's about. Just yeah, hack and slash game. Just whatever. hack and slash game for PC and Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5. We've got another Japanese release called uh, Sukai Tenki uh, for Nintendo Switch. I think you got that one right. Level. Wow. I definitely did because it's nice and short. Nice and cat, nice, nice and catchy. <laughs> um, and we got uh, Witch on the Holy Night for Nintendo Switch and PS4, which is a visual novel uh, releasing kind of everywhere. We have following that on the ninth, we've got uh, Adventure Academia: The Fractured Continent uh, for PC, Switch, and PS4. A strategy, uh, Jesus, a strategy role-playing game there from uh, Asquire. Acquire. There we go. Um, we have a game called. Uh, Choo Choo Charles for PC. It's a survival oh, horror. Oh right, have you not seen the right Choo Choo Charles? It, it got it yeah. So it's a game where you're on a train and you're um you've got to grab supplies and resources and then you've got to get your train away. But then a oh spider train God. comes and chases you. It's very oh sort of like YouTuber clickbaity game, I think. Oh but I think it's God. like that's its official release then coming out then. <laughs> You have a look at this That's, like spider. I'm tip. having a look at it. It's basically it's Thomas Tank Engine, but it's horror themed. You, is, you, that, is that on your list now? That's ridiculous. I might just get that. That is <laughs> the, the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. Getting chased by Thomas Tank Engine. <laughs> oh, it's something themed. Somebody needs to mod that in. Anyway, sorry, I go back to my list. Um, that looks great. I, that's an easy. That's an easy recommendation. Um, Dragon Trust. Dragon Chest. Dragon Chest, uh, Dragon Quest Treasures is coming out for the Switch about the same day. A role-playing game from Square Enix, um, which is 
I guess, looking kind of cool. So, um, yeah, it's a new, f- new Dragon Quest yeah. game. I'm kind of interested in this, but um, it's it's running on the Switch, so it doesn't look so great, so I might wait for it to come out on another system. Obviously, this is the game we mentioned earlier that um, Yuji Naka em- <laughs> em- embezzled a bunch of money into, so oh, <laughs> he yes. must think it's going gonna, it's gonna to make some money, so, you know. That's the knife. Yeah. That's by Square Enix. And then Square Enix have another game on the 13th. Wow, they're really just knocking them out at the moment. Yeah, they, they apparently are. So this one's uh, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion Ooh, uh, for your PC, Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox X from uh, Square Enix right there. Mm. And um, I'm yes. assuming you want to talk a bit more about yes, that. I will talk, I will talk about Crisis Core. Yeah, yeah. So the, the big Crisis, Final Fantasy Crisis, fan there. Yeah, this is a this, the prequel to Final Fantasy VII. Um, starring Zack, who's obviously quite important to the story in Final Fantasy VII for those who've played it, mm. and those who've only played Final Fantasy VII Remake, and like, who the hell is Zack? He's right at the end for like two seconds, and you'll be really confused. Uh, I recommend playing the original game, playing this, and then playing the remake. Um, but yeah, this is a part of the 2007, yeah, but it was the 10th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII. It was came off a um, part of the Crisis Core game from 2007 on PSP to all modern consoles. Um, they've done a really good job of overhauling the graphics. It looks pretty darn good. Looks pretty close, and also to the Final Fantasy VII remake. A lot of similar art design stuff going in there. A lot of similar UI um, design as well. So it's got this sort of the faint blue stuff from the remake. Mm. So looking forward to this. Um, everyone's everyone's saying yeah, it's probably just a plain up remake. But I think they're going to add one or two scenes in there that will add to the the sort of the Final Fantasy VII remake sort of sequel theory thing going on so i'm looking forward to see what that is that i think that's gonna be my sort of christmas sit down with a hot chocolate game i think and just play that but it's, it's quite a comfy game it's very cheesy as well and a bit goofy in plots in spots but yeah i'm gonna definitely sit down and play that but yeah looking forward to that on the 13th mm-hmm. and on and what's also if you're looking forward to it if you're into making multi oh, stuff yeah. there is a game called high on high high on life for PS for PC, Xbox, Xbox Series X, a first person shooter from Squanch Games, mm. um, and invo- included in Game Pass as well. Yes. If you're already in Game Pass, that'll be available to play from the thirteenth. I wasn't gonna um, play in this originally, but um this is on Game Pass, I'm gonna at least give it a try. And I did like their other Squanch Games game, the um the VR one, what was it? Trover Says the Universe. I'm not a big fan of Rick yeah. and Morty, but I did like Trover Saves the Universe, so I might I'm gonna give this a try, I think. Hmm. That's yeah. yeah it, does, it doesn't look bad at all. It's quite a, quite a funny prospect of having like talking guns for the for the whole uh, for the whole experience. On the fourteenth, we've got an interesting one. We've got um, Witcher Three Wild Hunt releasing again, but with a next gen up, up, update for it. So this is PS Five and Xbox Series X. Um, now, if I quickly just refer to uh, Steam for a second, I'm pretty sure. It will be available for PC as a free upgrade as well. Yes, yeah. Yes, it does it on the fourteenth. It does indeed. So that modern modern hardware, the PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, will get the game like release as if it's new, and the PC there'll be a patch for it so that you it's can also take a, advantage. It's also of a free update features. as well on the consoles, so you're not having to pay anything for it. And mm. it comes with a few new quests as well, and a few hidden quests are the same as well. They don't want to spoil stuff, but you can get the mm. armor from the Witcher TV show as part of the quests. So. Nice. That'd be nice. pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So, yep, yeah, and that, and I'm better looking Witcher, some ray tracing, some 4K textures in there as well for you. Um, yeah, so it should be should be quite interesting to see how that, how that releases and if it looks quite nice. Um, 
The next after that, we've got a few games which are a bit below my radar. We have a game called, um, I'm assuming AKA rather than Aka, but you know, I could be wrong. Mm. A live simulation game coming for PC and Nintendo Switch. Um, we have Akai Katana Shin, a bullet hell game from for the Switch, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, sorry. Too many Xboxes. Um, and then there's uh, Azure Striker Gun Vault 3 for PS4 and PS5, an action platform game. And then finally, we've got a game called Blacktail for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X, an action adventure game from Focus Entertainment. Um, oh dear. Next one we got is uh, a game released in Japan on the 16th, which is Megaton Musashi X. Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, action adventure role playing game. Um, and then on the 22nd that, that month, we have another Japanese release called uh, Majestic uh, Majulika, Majulika, a visual novel for the Nintendo Switch. Yes, I've, I've seen it. I've seen the next one. Uh, a visual novel there for Nintendo Switch. We've got another one as well. Have you just sneak, snuck this one in? No, no. Right, I I'll, I'll try. Okay. Uta no Prince Sama All Star After Secret. That actually uh, wasn't think, too yeah, bad. We'll I, 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 I really, I really revved that up, and it really wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't too difficult to say or pronounce. Uh, for the Nintendo Switch as well, uh, visual novel right there. Uh, broccoli? Is it published by something called Broccoli? Broccoli, that's, yeah. No, the visual novel company just released a bunch of visual novels. Yeah, that's a. Uh, okay, fair. It does have a Wikipedia article to it. I'm going to be very cautious about this next month. Um, and lastly, on the twenty second. Um, we have Valkyrie Profile Lenith for PS4, PS5, a role-playing game from Square Enix. Yes. Which, yeah, I think that sort of sums up the uh, sum, sum up the month coming up. Yeah, three Square Enix games, four if you include Flunt Mission. Mm. So just dumping all their games at the end of the year, the sort of mid-tier <laughs> games. So anything taking your fancy for this month that you're like, yeah, I really want to get this? Imagine it being close to the protocol. Yep. I mean, I, I'm a big, big um, survival horror fan, and I and I and I love Dead Space. Love Dead Space Two. Did not like Dead Space Three, and I am looking forward to seeing what they've done with this one. I like the look of what I've seen so far. It's got very much that same heavy, um, oppressive atmosphere, and also don't die, please don't die, because oh my goodness, the poor main character, Ooh, some really some really nasty stuff, really yeah. really gnarly stuff there. Oh dear. What about you? What What are you looking forward yeah, to next month? I, I, I'm obviously Callisto and then Crisis Core Master. But yeah, that High on Life, that's going to be interesting. I've got an Xbox now series, so I'm going to definitely check it out. That's for sure. And um, I hope it's like a relatively short game. Honestly. I hope it's like a six to eight hour just run through it thing. I think that'll be pretty fun to do. But yeah, <clears throat> that's a surprise for me. But yeah, I think that's it for the show. And that's it for the end mm. of the year. We're done for this year. Um, yeah. And we'll be back in January. We'll, um, I don't think we'll be ready to do our game of the year, uh, our own personal games of the year come January, because it'll still be early in the year. But um, we'll get on to that, and then I'm sure we'll do, come February, we'll do our proper game of the year stuff. And yeah, keep an eye on us. And we've got some other stuff in the works, which we'll talk about in the coming months, some big stuff as well, potentially. Um, I won't say any more, because you know, I want to keep it a secret. And then if it doesn't happen as well, I can be like, yeah, no, no, that wasn't that wasn't a thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm gonna finish you off yeah. now with a bit of music from um, the Crisis Core uh, Final Fantasy VII um, original soundtrack. So this is the Price of Freedom. So catch you all next year. Bye for now. Bye bye. <laughs>